Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast here for another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats. And today we are talking about the epic 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo movie written by James Gunn, starring Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Linda Cardellini, Matthew Lillard, and Scooby-Doo. Um, and I'm not alone. I am the Brazilian Dragon himself, Felipe. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co pilot of the mystery machine kate evans kate how are you doing today i'm good felipe how are you doing i'm good i'm just chilling this movie was incredible and i'm so excited to get to talk about it with you and we have an extra special guest co-host today because this weekend he was on renap match game and at the end he said he is a stan of the scooby-doo live action series and i'm like let me slide into some DMs, see if we can get this icon here on the Brazilian Dragon. So it is the co-host of the Love Island Rehab Hub on RHAP. It is the co-host of the Challenge Podcast on Dom and Colin. You know him best from his Twitter shenanigans. Great follow if you love reality television. It is the great Brian Scally. Ah, I was going to say, don't you mean Melvin Scally? But uh, I could not do, uh, turn down such a nice introduction. Wow, really oversold me, to be fair. But uh, I will take it. <laughs> so now I'm excited to be here. I do indeed stand the Scooby-Doo movie, have seen it and probably gross amount of times, but that is fine. I very much enjoyed every single watch, including this last one. Yes. Uh, so what is your history with Scooby-Doo as a property outside of this movie? And then you can get into your history with this movie as well. Okay, so Scooby-Doo outside of this movie, it was just the type of show that was always in syndication, always on TV. And it, like if it was not on itself and Cartoon Network was playing other cartoons, like bad decision, just always have Scooby-Doo running, we're good. Uh, was definitely my favorite of like that era of cartoon that they, you know, would replay in the 90s or so, 90s, early 2000s. Um, so, you know, the classic Scooby-Doo, a pup named Scooby-Doo, all of those like fully in on. So I have been a big Scooby-Doo fan for years. <laughs> yeah, so you're a perfect guest for this podcast because we all love Scooby-Doo. Um, Kate, what is your backstory with this movie? Because we've talked about the movie a few times, but this was your biggest connection to the Scooby-Doo franchise, I believe, right? Well, I didn't watch a lot of the Scooby-Doo movies growing up, but I watched like all of the series and I did see this movie a million times. Like I think I even might've even seen it in theaters. Like I saw this movie hundreds of times. Um, this was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I was definitely a big fan. 
Yeah. And Scally, what about you? Did you see this movie in theaters? Did you, did you? I have such a terrible memory in terms of what I saw in theaters versus what I did not. But what I can tell you is when we had the DVD, uh, the DVD player in our car and it was like, all right, there's not that much room in this minivan. Everyone gets to keep one DVD. And so Scooby-Doo was mine. And every time like it would come up in the rotation to be my choice, it was Scooby-Doo every single time, like never tired of it, switched out the DVD. So I have probably made my siblings watch and watch this movie myself at like a hundred times. Like, I don't know. It's some absurd number. I can guarantee. I mean, it is a great movie. Like it's one of those movies. I don't know if you two can relate to this, but last night I watched it and it was so good. It felt like I didn't watch it. It was like some sense memory that I needed to rewatch again. (laughs) Yeah. it was. uh, I really enjoyed myself. It's the type of thing that I can jump right back into despite knowing every single word, like as it's coming and uh, like, uh, I never tired of it. Me neither. Um, Kate, did this movie hold up for you on your memory? No. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> well, that's why we need Scally here to, to fight you. I know. I know. I knew you guys are going to be upset. I know Allie's going to be upset if I tell her that I didn't feel like it held up compared to the other movies. But yeah, it was nowhere near like like a bad movie or like my least favorite or anything like that like Arabian Nights remains the worst one like Boo Brothers is much worse like by far but I I, I feel like you're gonna give this at least a four right no <gasps> scandalous at least at least I know my score can bump it up <laughs> yeah, but, but it's gonna be in the threes I haven't decided what but definitely in the threes like it was okay. not a bad movie at all it and just, just, to, just to specify we're probably not gonna do the culprit game today uh, because we all remembered that it was scrappy Doo. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that's not going to be part of our shenanigans this week, but we'll be back next time with the culprit game. Uh, no one gets a point, or does everyone get a point, Kate? What do you think? Um, I feel like let's just give everybody a point. It's fine. Yes. No, let's do that. Either way, so we might as well just have. Yeah, some- we're in the participation trophy era, right? There we go. <laughs> I say yeah. let's not. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but let's get into the movie. Uh, as it is so we start off Scooby and the gang are solving the case of the Luna ghost um, and then after all this the camera crew comes in is this Pamela Anderson that shows up yes yes it, is. Sure it was yeah I was dying that was <laughs> yeah crazy. what I get um, <laughs> but they she hits on Fred and then Fred takes credit for it as always Daphne's annoyed with being the damsel and then after the cameras drop um, and stop rolling they go back to the mystery machine and Velma's like I quit and then Fred or Daphne one of them is like I quit too and then the other one says I quit so they all walk their separate ways and Scooby and Shaggy they don't quit on each other they hop in the mystery machine and drive off um, I did not remember that they had quit that's like part of the movie that I had not remembered so I didn't remember that either but it felt like every other Scooby-Doo movie we've seen where they always quit in the beginning <laughs> like I feel like that was such something that's been done way too many times in Scooby-Doo yeah it reminds me of that like in that Zombie Island movie when they Fred gets everyone back together to help Daphne show but uh yeah it's I did not remember that in the live action when they quit Scally probably remembers though because he remembers every word of this movie uh yeah <laughs> basically for me i remember watching this part as like a kid and 
immediately just being like so invested. I was so excited to see my favorite characters brought to life by like live action actors and was almost like upset that it had been solved so quickly because I was like, wait, but I'm into the storyline already. Uh, I was someone who very strangely as a toddler loved Baywatch apparently and um I was up way too late always watching shows that I should not be watching and I remember my I think my like aunt was babysitting me or something and she calls my parents and is like he's refusing to go to sleep he says he has to watch Baywatch first so I was well acquainted with Pamela Anderson uh and was very upset when she didn't show out throughout the rest of the movie as a kid uh but yeah no it's a decent first part at least for me and it really establishes like more of the traditional looks for the characters and stuff like that which I do like them paying homage to also I have so many questions. Kate, do you have any questions first before I get into my, my list of questions? You said Baywatch as, as a toddler? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently it was like, again, in syndication, I think like after Jay Leno, which apparently I also enjoyed as a toddler. Um, <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this what led to your love of all the Love on a Beach shows? Um, Ooh, maybe. I guess that would be quite the like deep analysis question that I have not really dived into <laughs> I I have yeah I would like to know if that's part of your your thought process and why you love it um but do you remember why you like Bane Watch or is it just like kind of a secondhand story that you remember people have, I have no that? memory okay. like I remember it being on tv like one time like that's how much I remember of it so it was that early that like no memories <laughs> I just know that apparently I was a Baywatch stan as a child. Well, I love this. We love that. I love this. I actually never watched Baywatch, but this is making me want to watch it. My biggest experience with Baywatch was in Big Brother Canada 5 when they had a power of veto competition on the new Zac Efron movie. And then I saw the trailers for that, but I didn't see that movie. Uh, Skelly, did you watch that movie? Um, I did not. Uh, it was uh, past my Baywatch days. Yeah, so, so I think we have to revoke your stan card these days. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, that is fair. Rules. As um, long as I can keep the Scooby-Doo one, I will gladly hand in the Baywatch card. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, so they, they drive off. And then two years later, I love the, like, so obviously James Gunn wrote this movie. So I love the little references to like more risk, not risque because it's not that, but there were lines that would not fly on the animated show because that was for kids. But he was like, these are for adults too. So um, they were clearly hotboxing in the back of the Mr. Machine. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, and the references were all over the place, but uh, this man comes in and they, he gives them an invite to Spooky Island, which is the location for the rest of the movie. But um, he just has this like official envelope and we never see this man again, I don't think, right? No, I think no. it was like a one line roll, basically. Well, get your coins, sir. $1,000, get your money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so they end up going to the airport or I, I was very confused because they said ferry terminal at one point, but it's also, then they got on a plane. Uh, I have a lot to say about the plane scene. <laughs> I, I have, that, that is the one scene I have so much just because that didn't make any sense. Like had the writers ever been on a plane before? Like none of that made any sense. First of all, you cannot sit where you want. You are assigned a seat, Mary Jane, first of all. Also, the dog thing was funny, so I'll let that one go, how they got Scooby onto the plane. But they had a bar on the plane. Okay, see, this is why I thought it was very unclear, because it was very, 
it felt more like a fairy in terms of what mm-hmm. was going on because like they're yeah. bars and fairies but then they show us the plane uh, as it takes off and as it lands so it should have been a fairy it, sh- it would have made so much sense as a fairy. Yeah, fairy definitely makes more sense. Maybe it's too far off of the mainland. My theory and how I'm like rationalizing this is potentially it's like a private plane that is shuttling people to Spooky Island. And so that's why like there are different rules. Sit wherever you want. There's a bar and it's like a quick plane ride, not necessarily like an international flight that they're taking to get to Spooky Island. It has to be like that because otherwise... Like, I'm they they definitely have alcohol on planes, but they don't have like a mini bar no. for for with like cocktail service. And honestly, like this was definitely a booze cruise. It was not a plane. Um, so my favorite though was Scooby Doo walking in in his grandma drag aesthetic. Um, and I I texted Scally and I also texted friend of the podcast Naomi said this is me as a drag queen um (laughs) and um so just strolling into the plane into the terminal and all the all the kids are looking and he just has he's grandma um and uh so that's when all the gang realizes that they're we're all invited to the same thing and this scooby as the grandma was one of the funniest moments as like the whole scene and then on the plane with him uh, getting in the fight with the cat and um, Fred flicking his nose, which was not kind, but yeah. It's quite rude. Quite not rude. Ideal for sure. But Kate, Grandma, would you... Oh, go ahead, Scally. I was going to say, Grandma Scoob is an icon, so can't treat her that way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Kate, would you, would you uh, have the same kind of reactions as Mary Jane sitting next to Scooby? I'm allergic to dogs. Yes, uh-huh. I am. I am allergic to dogs. Um, but you love dogs. Well, yes. So uh, before this dog Pope, we had two other dogs, and it was a boy and a girl. I was I wasn't too allergic to the girl, but I was super allergic to the boy. I, they were literally siblings, so don't ask me why that was about. But um, he was my boy. He was my favorite. He was he was my baby. I would pick up that dog all the time. I gave him every kiss i love that dog i would be covered in welts covered just covered oh no that dog yeah i am so allergic to dogs it's so hard to love something that can't love you back the same way you love it i literally would just be covered in welts and i couldn't i didn't care like i didn't care i loved him did you not have like allergy medicine um or like I guess they're more hypoallergenic than like instead of like allergy medicine like you'd have to get a hypoallergenic dog I just like never took it because we only really would have like Benadryl in the house which is drowsy and we just never bought non-drowsy like I know it literally exists we just never bought it so I was just like whatever Skelly are you allergic to any animals I am allergic to cats. It's not super bad, but uh, it's, you know, a little uncomfy. But I have invested in some non-drowsy allergy medication. So generally, I'm not too bad. Just go on a walk if I'm feeling extra sniffly. I'm sure Kirsten is aware of this, that you can't can't love her cats as much as she Uh, loves them. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of all animals. Basically all animals, I guess I should qualify. What's the one that you're not a fan of? I don't know. Like, I'm... I don't... uh, Like... uh, hornets what are they bringing me (laughs) (laughs) like they're fine 
a fan is a strong word so <laughs> but yeah uh do have the hypoallergenic dog though even though i'm not personally allergic uh, highly recommend yeah what, what's your dog's name finnegan and he does not shed or bark so uh very ideal unlike scooby on the plane yes so scooby gets in a fight with a cat which <laughs> i was just laughing at i was like scooby you have zero chill you need to like this is like in all the movies where scooby doesn't realize he's a dog but then gets in fights with cats kate it was super classic scooby i didn't think it was that funny wow you're such a hater <laughs> i know i don't know i don't think the, i don't know the cat thing was just way too cliche for me like the dogs hating cats i just kind of was like okay yeah well they arrive um and they notice that the people on zombie island who are leaving they're or not zombie island spooky island when they leave they're very mundane and boring and zombified but then when the friday college kids arrive they're all over the place and that's the first inclination that something's off they meet i forget the man's name but rowan atkinson um meal mondavarius how dare you mondavarius i'm sorry (laughs) um so just to give some background information, this is the first movie I did not take notes during the movie. I just sat and enjoyed it. And maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much because I wasn't like scribbling down things. But because <laughs> it wasn't on Boomerang, I couldn't pause it all the time. Um, so uh, that's why I don't have the most detailed notes this time. But uh, Emil Mondavarian, did I say that right? Mondavarius, but it's fine. Mondavarius uh, shows up <laughs> and is like, I invited you to this island because spooky things are going on um and first of all i feel like in my memory they went on more rides than just the castle one and like i feel like they did more like they obviously had a big backdrop for this amusement park but i don't know Mm -hmm. what did you think or scally um i mean there may have been deleted scenes i can't remember off the top of my head but there are ones featured like the monster like crashing into the front of the roller coaster and a few other things so there are moments but i can't think of any other scene i know they filmed at a real amusement park though yeah uh did did you when you watched in the car did you watch the deleted scenes too or were your siblings like no next movie no i feel like they were generally pretty into scooby uh, pushing sometimes to watch holes instead but they were generally down holes holes is a good movie although slightly canceled now sort of Oh yeah, because Shia LaBeouf. But mm. yeah, it's but holes. Why are men? Holes as a movie, eleven out of ten. Yes, I wonder what happened to the guy who played uh, Zero. Zero, yeah. Ah, uh, me too. Let me look him up right now. I think he's okay. on social media and stuff. Yeah, I saw him on social media, but uh, isn't Sigourney Weaver in that too? Uh, yes. I feel like she is. Yeah, that sounds right. She's um, the she's the warden, right? Yeah yeah iconic movie also i was not too i remember i read that after i watched oh my god zero is 32 years old (laughs) really how old was i when the movie came out oh it's 2003 oh my god you were a child i was five (laughs) that's so funny yeah so what's he doing now kate he does he does music for the most part seems he's got oh well he does music but he hasn't done music in a while he did it between 2011 to 2015 um a little bit he did some features in 2006 to 2010 um but he seems to have put a pause on his music career 
And as of for films, that was only his second film role. He was in a couple TV shows before that, though. Um, he's just been, a, it seems like these are mostly like indie films for the most part um, as supporting roles and then random TV shows. This is an episode of Shameless, episode of Bones, oh. episode of Parenthood, 90210, Sons of Anarchy, House. So he was in some big TV shows, but. Get your coin, Zero. I love it. Yeah. Love to see it. And he's six one. Oh, and he was born in Alaska, if anybody was wondering. That's cool. So Scally, this is not related to Scooby Doo. So you have three siblings. You're one of three children, right? I am one of three. That's correct. So there was Halls, there was Scooby Doo. What was the third movie? Oh uh, <laughs> I think generally it was Piglet's big movie. So <gasps> that was the choice. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, it may have gotten switched over to a Cinderella story at some point, which probably a little more iconic even. So uh, generally was not complaining at that point in the rotation. Piglet's big movie is such a fun movie. I think Cheryl Crow <laughs> sings all the songs. I remember that. I, like, I can remember it. I watched that in theaters. I remember my mom took me. I was probably six. I, like, I don't know when it came out, but my brother, I have a brother who's six years younger. So we watched that a lot. Uh, personally, my favorite Pooh movie was Pooh's Grand Adventure. Uh, if anyone remembers that one, where they looked for Christopher Robin, but pick this big movie, an iconic movie, and probably has the best songs in all of the Pooh cinematic universe. Um, I trust you, <laughs> Kate. Did you ever drive along with this sort of like? Did you have movies in the car? Yeah, we did. I really just feel like I can't think of which ones they were. There was a specific Strawberry Shortcake. either a movie or like an episode of the show I don't know there was like a specific one that was watched a bunch of times um there was something else that I can like it's in my head but I there was like a Hello Kitty like one like I didn't even watch Hello Kitty as a kid but it was like one Hello Kitty like episode or movie that was on replay like just one I don't know I'll have to ask my sister for updates on what we used to play in the car yeah iconic we, we love movie watching in the car. I didn't really do that a ton, but I had the portable DVD player whenever we took plane rides. And that's kind of like what I can relate to. Um, yeah, definitely. Finding Nemo, I watched a lot. Um, good movie. Uh, but back to Scooby-Doo, the, there was like this weird cut because they were in the middle of the day and they're like decide to go, who's going to solve the mystery first? But then it goes straight to nighttime. So I feel like there was probably either a deleted scene or just a weird cut, but, or it just might've been the thing I was watching on, but Velma goes to a bonfire uh, with this spiritual ritual happening, and she meets this man that I don't think we got a name for, but it's Velma's hottie is what I wrote in my notes. Um, <laughs> and so they, she like kind of exposes that everything is holographic or not holographic, like the, the projectors uh, are there. Meanwhile, Daphne meets a voodoo man who is doing a ritual on a chicken and i really like this guy i think he needs to be in more stuff he was very funny um but i want to know his backstory like does he live on this island he is is he an employee why is he here it seems like this island is pretty much exclusively a theme park but i'm on i'm confused why someone is just allowed to have a hut on the beach i fully agree he's also like your character would watch the spinoff would watch the spinoff the prequel <laughs> series would already give the spinoff a five out of five already <laughs> i i 
want a prequel series. I want a spinoff series. I want all of this for this man. Um, like he's also the only one who doesn't become a zombie, right? Because I guess the the rituals that he's doing work, right? That so, we know of, I guess at least. I guess so. You never see him I at the end. It didn't make much sense to me, but I really liked him. I think it was just a plot device to get Daphne to go to the castle. Truly, a little but, bit. But I guess so really weird to make a whole character to be what little tiny plot device. He was an icon. Like that's a decent number of characters in a lot of movies, including this one. But yeah. <laughs> but um, Daphne goes up to the castle because she's like, you don't want me to go to the castle, but you want me to go to the castle, but then you don't want me to go. It's very like, I know, they know that we don't know that we know, they know, or whatever, the the friends line. The, the PB. Mm-hmm. It's like she, she like m- many double negatives in that. Um, so she ends up going to the castle and with scooby and shaggy and bring gives them each a scooby snack uh we forgot to mention that mary jane on the plane eats scooby snacks um and shaggy falls in love with her yeah that was really weird to me that was really weird exactly it was a choice but have either of you ever eaten dog food um no um (laughs) the truth is i am not curious what dog food tastes like I am a little bit curious about what dog treats taste like. Yes, dog treats. Mm-hmm. I'm a little curious, but certainly will not be trying that ever. Scally? I have not done it, but I will admit if like a group of people were doing it, I'm not going to say no to a dog train. The next no. podcast house. <laughs> like it's not on my bucket list, but it doesn't, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's an odd. Like, I'm not going on planes and pulling out a plastic bag of dog treats, no matter how good they taste, though. Yeah, and these are, like, branded dog treats, so everyone knows what you're eating. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, a like local store that you could, like, say it's a cookie or something. <laughs> I um, agree. I feel like that was so weird. I would be, first of all, I would be super embarrassed if I was eating dog treats. So I would be hiding that in my pocket, in my sweater, and pretending like I was eating chips. She just had that out in the open. Like, I'm going to eat dog treats right here. Also, how does she not recognize it, Shaggy, if it's Scooby Snacks? Yeah. Named after yeah. Scooby. I also don't, I didn't really realize that Scooby Snacks were widely produced. Yeah. I thought it was just something that the gang had. I definitely that thought is, it was like homemade treats that the gang made. It's something where, like, I'm fine completely ignoring the uh, plot holes, you could say, where, like, at points, they're so famous, fans come rushing in and, oh my God, can you please sign everything? And at other points, no one has any idea who they are. They have don't care at all that they are like speaking to Shaggy or Fred or no one cares. <laughs> but yeah. like, it's fine. The movie's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to make sense. And I have fun. So I that's all that matters. So much fun too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, so my theory was always that they were like weed infused or CBD infused dog treats or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, they especially with Mary Jane being the because i know originally this was supposed to be like a pg-13 movie with like a lot more jokes and uh some scenes that were cut from the movie um that were supposed to like bring in more of like a teenage or young adult audience that ended up getting toned down so that was why there are still a couple of jokes in there that are a little more adult than you'd be used to and i appreciate that there was one joke later on i don't remember the wording in any whatsoever but i just remember that Daphne, whatever it was, Daphne had to like look down at him. It was Fred. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like a few Fred lines that I was like, ooh, how did this get in the movie? Like, 
she like fully like looked down her shirt i sobbed that was so funny that didn't feel very scooby-doo at all (laughs) yeah um but they head up to the castle daphne and scooby and shaggy are teamed up and then fred is there and velma's there and they are like let's split up and fred's like okay me and daphne and velma's like oh and then fred's like uh me and velma are gonna team up and like i know canonically fred and daphne are like kind of on and off like they don't define the relationship ever but they're they're a thing but i kind of like i thought that freddie prince jr and linda cardellini had good chemistry like in terms of if they were gonna go that direction obviously she had her own man but the entire time, the entire time between Daphne and Fred, I just kept thinking about how Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are literally married. Yeah. Were they married <laughs> before this? Too. Yeah, I, well, yeah, they were. They okay. met on I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They explicitly wanted to cast a real life couple for the chemistry. I did not know that. Spill the tea, Skelly. What other behind the scenes stories do you have? Oh, I have a lot, but um, I've done lots of research on Scooby-Doo throughout the years, but including, um, yeah, so I know because like Freddie Prince Jr. didn't want to do the movie and Sarah Michelle Gellar had to convince him to, and now he's like so happy he did it, um, like blah, blah, blah. So like, that's the whole thing. Uh, Velma, like you said, her love interest doesn't even get a name. It's just Velma's friend on the credits, which uh, because she was supposed to be openly gay in the movie and then that all got cut out as per the studio so that all changed uh yeah the, with the director james gunn right yeah missed, or he's yeah, the writer but, i don't know if he directed i think it did was, he? okay i didn't know if i was um mixing up with another famous person's name even though i know who he is and he's questionable sometimes uh definitely times <laughs> um so yeah he had said that the I think the production company or the studio made that change. So uh, not ideal, but yeah, it, there's a lot of things that changed in the production of this movie, uh, probably before they even decided to change the rating, but especially after that. Yeah, Kate, you look like you had a lot of things to say. I am. I'm very upset. I, they were going to make her gay for real in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yep. so hurt. I'm, Gally, I'm, if you're unaware, Kate is married to both Daphne and Velma. Yeah. Oh, I can ship a thruple. It's fine. I do yeah. enjoy, love them all. <laughs> I'm yeah. so hurt. I'm, I'm. Do you feel betrayed even more? Are you going to yeah. take the score just because of that? Please yeah, you know what? Yeah, I am. It's going to get w- lower than Arabian. The attempt doesn't help, like for James Gunn to have attempted in yeah. this media versus others. Yeah. Um, it's heartbreaking. Maybe maybe yeah. they corrected in the second one, but I'm not as familiar with the second no, one. No, it gets worse. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have seen the second one. I remember like specifically going to the video store when my dad took me to his work one day for like one of those like Monday holidays that we have here in Massachusetts, like President's Day or something. Um, and then I watched it in the back of his class, um, like on my DVD player. And then one of his students was like trying to watch with me. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> study, study your materials. Um, but um yeah so they go in and Velma and Fred go and there's a little elven guy like a a dwarf who um like I think Scrappy says that he uh he auditioned to be an elf at the end of the movie or something and then took over the man's body but there's like a training video which I guess trains the zombies but 
not we really don't get a ton of payoff from this so again we're just gonna ignore the plot holes in this movie Um, i feel like that was not super well explained but definitely made sense at least where it's like once the monsters take over these people's bodies they have to train to be like fit in with society and like that was the studio behind the two-way mirrors i guess yeah okay makes a lot more sense when you explain it like that because i was very (laughs) confused and that's why we need an expert on here um but well so he turns on the rides and then uh at the end fred and velmar taking out all the books uh meanwhile scooby and shaggy are being attacked by plastic food that they tried to eat and daphne is in a ride uh like being she got hit by the ride and so fred takes the book and he gets knocked into the the ride studio or whatever it is and knocks the lever back that and stops everything and velma's like oh it's the one book that we didn't try that opens the door <laughs> but then they find the video daphne finds scott you're gonna have to tell me what it's called again Ah, uh, the Damon Ritus. The Damon Ritus. Um, and she finds that. Meanwhile, Scooby and Shaggy have their own priorities. They're having a <laughs> gas off, is what I wrote in my notes. Chirping. Um, yep. And Shaggy doesn't notice Daphne behind. And poor Daphne had to like witness this mess. Um, but <sighs> they reconvene. They go to a party, and Fred tells people that. There are three suspects, the guy from The Ritual, the voodoo man, and then uh, Emil, not Montessui, Montanoia. Mondavarius. Mondavarius. Which, reasonable, because going back to the ride, um, highly dangerous. Don't know why this was ever built, if not only as a trap. (laughs) Like, specifically as, like, a security system with swinging, like, weapons that will slice a person in half, no problem. God forbid the cart is, like, an inch off from where it's supposed to be. Uh, Doesn't, you know, uh, maybe they're being super protective of their plans, and that was why this was built. It was never actually open to the public, but uh, definitely an interesting choice for ride, especially like the food that traps people against walls. Like, what utility does that have otherwise? Yeah, that also. If you're if you're on the ride, what's the does the food snatch you out of the out of the train car? That didn't make sense <laughs> to me. Like, I had a lot of questions about that ride. Maybe that's why it was closed down because it was literally too. Mm-hmm. I think it probably was another ride and Scrappy refurbished it to be oh. Gary Trap. That's my theory. Um, but I buy uh, it. There we we get we leave the castle. They go to the party, and um, Velma flirts with a man. And now knowing that in an alternate universe it would have been another woman that makes me upset, but um, she. Uh, she does that while she's trying to learn about the Damon Damon the Damon Ritus Damon Ritus okay I'm gonna write that down so I don't forget there you go Um, uh, Velma and the Damon Ritus Uh, and then meanwhile other stuff is happening Fred is looking for clues and then zombies attack oh we forgot my nuts are all over the place we forgot (laughs) earlier Scooby and Shaggy go to a snack bar with Mary Jane and um, Scooby gets a phone call for uh, Mr. Dew. And this was what Scally referenced when he came on. Melvin Dew was there. And then the guy was like, no, it's Scooby. And Scooby is invited to go find Ramburgers um, in the forest. And that, I love that scene. It was like the way he says ra- hamburgers. 
sends me. Um, but then a zombie attacks him. And this is our first instance of seeing a zombie. Yeah. Okay, Melvin do kills me every time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that they bring it back at the end. Yes. <laughs> I agree. That joke, I forgot about it completely. I mean, once I once I did it, I remembered it, but I completely forgot. So when he goes, Oh, Melvin do, I started rolling. That was very funny to me. Kate, what did you think of these zombies as our production queen? Um, like the design. I had a difficult time trying to find my, my feelings about them because I personally just hated it because it looked like a really bad video game. But I also know it was 2002. So, you know, graphics were, that's 20 years ago and the graphics we can do now are clearly so much better. But so I don't know if it was good for its time because I don't really... No, I think it I, held up pretty well compared to like other things I've seen. I was yeah. laughing the whole time at like clearly how fake it was mm-hmm. and like it just looked like I was playing like a bad video game so I was so not a fan <laughs> of it but I was trying to not feel like that because it was 20 years ago you know but yeah I don't know I thought it was really funny looking. Yeah no there was one moment where it kind of looked like they didn't know how to incorporate the live action Freddie Prince Jr. with the CGI monster mm-hmm. that they made, and it looked—he looked very animated, like Freddie. Fred did. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, I always found it amusing that his name was Freddie Prince Jr. and he played Fred. I never knew that as a kid. I did not know Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar until I was that older. Yeah. Well, you were missing out, obviously. Yes, I was missing out, but now, thing, now I know them. The thing about the CGI, um, and I know this was done on purpose, also with like the design of the island and the design of scooby and the monsters is it they were they made the island like as cartoonish as possible for like a real life set so that it didn't stick out as much with this like clearly cartoon dog (laughs) that does not look like a real dog Mm -hmm. and like the monsters they're more cartoony so like while the cgi itself is not good the i think the style helps it yeah from being no. like absolutely horrible 20 absolutely. years later uh i i didn't really notice like obviously i was like scooby is cgi'd but i don't think he looked that bad i thought mm-hmm. like even in the movements and stuff whatever i don't know if they did mocap or whatever but they did some cool stuff with scooby but the monsters were definitely like stuck out but now that you mentioned that it makes a lot of sense like the more outlandish you can go the more they don't stick out mm-hmm. um but Anyways, to the zombies, they attack uh, the the party and sleep, make Velma, Velma's friend, and Fred sleep, and then they go get hypnotized. Daphne, Mary Jane, Scooby, and Shaggy all escape, and they call the Coast Guard because Mary Jane's like, we need to call them. And the Coast Guard sends something to them? Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't get this part. The whole Coast Guard of it all. The Coast Guard is what happened was uh emile mondavarius aka scrappy doo already kidnapped them and had yeah. them possessed by monsters already so yeah that was the whole thing like we're gonna come help you like ha 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 no we're not we know what's happening no i got that but did, they gotcha, said gotcha. they were gonna so they didn't even send anything okay i thought they were sent something no. and then they didn't but they were monsters and so yeah. i didn't know i was like waiting for them to send something evil and I just assumed they set the party to like be there or something. No, yeah. I think it was just like uh they get these calls all the time, like, haha, you're in danger and we're never coming to help you because we're also bad guys. Uh this is why we need experts <laughs> and not me, because I'm stupid. Um but they wake up the next morning on the beach and they run into 
uh, Fred and Velma, or I don't know if they run into Velma, but they run into Fred and he's definitely a zombie. Scooby and Shaggy get on an ATV and speed off with Mary Jane. At what point do we think Mary Jane was a zombie? Do you think it was like sometime while they were in the castle? Do you think it was during the day when Scooby and Shaggy got separated from her for a hot second? Oh, like what point she turned into a monster? Yeah. I think I'd have to rewatch to honestly give an answer for that. I think I'd have to, I don't think I would, I don't think I, I think I'd have to rewatch. I knew she was a monster, but, but rewatching it, I didn't remember that she was a monster because like it was, she was one of the regular monsters. I remembered she was a monster, but my memory was that she was always a monster. Like I thought she was also a robot, like Mr. Bean was. I mean, that's how I remember, but (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, Yeah. I, that was my memory of it so watching it i forgot that she was just, just like one of the teen monsters so i would have to rewatch. yeah well because they also get daphne zombified pretty quickly too so mm-hmm. maybe it was all in that. all of them i <laughs> think it's yeah i think it's when they split off because uh as you can see these monsters are not great as acting <laughs> like normal people or who they used to be so i don't think she could have helped up the <laughs> charade <laughs> like yeah. so long and she slept on the beach overnight with them so i think that it was when they split off no i agree with that also like i don't think the monsters would be smart enough to pretend to call the coast guard or something yeah um but anyway so they ride off in an atv she bangs her head scooby notices that she's weird and Scooby gets in a fight with Shaggy saying she's a monster and Shaggy doesn't believe him. And Scooby falls in this trap and Shaggy's like, I need to go after my friend. And the monster lady, Mary Jane, is like, no, you can't. But he's like, I have to. He goes down. Scooby isn't there, but he finds this soul jar is what I wrote called it, where all the little soul heads, um, the shrunken heads of these souls are in this jar. And he finds Velma, sends her off. Fred sends him off. And Daphne sends her off. But... There's a little mix-up between Fred and Daphne. Um, Wait, I have something to say about this. Go ahead. Was, this bothered me really badly while I was watching this. For, okay, so I know that there were like hundreds or thousands. I don't know what of those two numbers, but like I know there were tons. So, and I guess it might have maybe, we'll just even say it was too heavy to tip over. But like when he pulled out the one guy that was wrong, why did he put him back? I would literally have started just like pulling people out. Like, why did this man go, oh, wrong person. You're going to go back in the jar. Like, what the hell was that about? That was so mean. Uh, Yeah, do you have a take on it? Uh, Yeah, for that one specific, I get that probably he's in a rush. He doesn't want to get caught down here. Uh, I don't think holes that swallow you in the ground are places that you really want to be so and especially when you find a vat full of souls at the bottom so i understand wanting to get out there like getting your three friends and getting out of there as fast as possible if you're not going to be able to get the thousands of people that are likely in there out all at the same time but for the one guy you've already taken out you don't need to (laughs) subject him back to the vat (laughs) at least (laughs) at least for the one guy you pulled out incorrectly i I, I fully see your point and you know because i know shaggy he would probably try and get his friends and then come back as they obviously did but like Mm -hmm. that you know that makes sense but i just can't get over the way that he put him back in there my head canon is that that was melvin do (laughs) oh my god stop (laughs) yeah uh he was like no only one duo on this island but little did he know there was two already three if you include scrappy (laughs) um but so yeah no he should have just like okay 
sorry, man, you're gonna, you might get captured again, but I'll let you go. Um, mm. But yeah, so then with, so when Velma is caught, she, or when she reattaches herself, the zombie pops out and then they're in daylight and the zombie it explodes because they can't be in sunlight. So they need the human bodies to walk around there in the day. And then she does the same thing with Daphne in the room, but it's actually Fred. Um, and then, so they meet up the four of them. And because Velma has the, I wrote it down, the Damon Ritus. There you go. Um, so uh, they, she's like, oh, they're just going to pop around people's souls until they find the right ones. Um, why didn't Fred, when he got his, stay in his body and the other three just switch around? I don't think it was a by choice thing since Shaggy yeah. was involved in the first place. Yeah, because Shaggy, Shaggy never was uh, unsold. I don't know what the word is. Like, he was never captured, so. That's true. I, I think it was just like that all of it has to be correct. Otherwise, they'll all just keep going. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it, but I also agree. I feel like it would have made more sense, but I guess it's for comedic effect. Yeah, I think they had the right amount of times. If they had done one or one more, I think yeah. that would have been over it. They like, I, and I do think that like it was funny to see all the actors get to play like the other characters and really like, um, just like they did a solid job like getting into the role that the other actors had like created for yeah, that I mean, character. I agree so I that. was pretty impressed there. It just seeing like Shaggy do Velma or Velma do Fred, mm-hmm. like I feel like they all did it really well and. Uh, high praise for me as well um also, something that i felt i appreciated it was small was when i don't remember who but one of them went back into the original wrong body that they were in and they were like oh i'm back like i just felt like it made mm-hmm. it less overdoing it i kind of liked mm-hmm. that one that one switch where it was like they repeated it in the wrong body yeah no i like that um but then here velma announces that they need a pure soul and Shaggy's like who's the purest human and Velma's like I didn't say human and uh, so they realize that Scooby's in danger and they're like are we gonna do this gang and Shaggy kind of convinces the gang to like do this because uh, they they have to for Scooby um, so they go they steal some ropes equipment um, from the different park stuff and then we get Scooby interacting with Mr. Bean um and my favorite one of my favorite moments was when scooby was like touching the the bobblehead cat and he was <laughs> like don't touch that that's a stupid bobblehead cat um but just like scooby getting to be scooby is always a treat for me mm-hmm. um even though i don't think i'm gonna give scooby my mvp for this movie he's probably had me laughing the most um Ooh. it's so hard i'm already dreading the rankings because uh, I think all five are so good. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I might have cheated with mine. We'll get uh... there. But with the LVP <laughs> point, um, I think Kate yeah, knows we need to discuss favorite. that. Yeah, we need to discuss. Okay. <laughs> um, but so we they get the they go. Um, I was unclear if so Shaggy hooked the thing before the ritual, but then he also like messed up on his own unhooking, right? Because then later when Daphne fixes it, it's still connected that it knocks it down, right? So I think that Shaggy did it right. He just forgot to unhook him. Yeah, I think that okay. was what it was. Okay. When they're yeah. setting, when they're, yeah, they have the montage with the like skull disco ball. I think that uh, he for, did not get to unhook himself in time. Yeah, okay. And then Daphne's climbing the, the cave and uh, Fred and Velma get 
involved so they have to like be part of the ritual scooby is brought in on a chariot shaggy knocks someone out uh who tries to like get him and pretends to hold the chariot and tell scooby what's up scooby is like i'm a sacrifice <laughs> he's so happy and he's like that's not a good thing scoob um but they end up getting scooby soul um and but then a lot of shenanigans happen is how I describe it. There's a lot going on. Daphne gets in a fight with the man when she can't pull out the lever. Uh, Fred and Velma try to continue that they're in the gang. And then all of a sudden, we find out that Emil doesn't have a face. And it's actually Scrappy-Doo. I forgot to mention the Scrappy backstory earlier, too. I'm all over the place. I apologize, listeners. Um, but when Velma is flirting with the man at the party with the Damon Raitis. Um, she tells the backstory of how Scrappy-Doo was annoying and peed on her, or he peed on Daphne. Um, it was like, puppy power! And then he got voted out of the group. Scrappy the tribe has spoken. Um, Scally, what's your thoughts on Scrappy before this movie? And obviously I feel like you're influenced because of this movie, but like, Scrappy-Doo thoughts. I know that Scrappy's like a super unpopular character. I don't feel like as a kid I disliked Scrappy and not that I've gone back and watched enough media that included Scrappy later to have a dislike of him. So um, I appreciated the retcon that he's not actually a puppy and that he has a gland disorder because it, it's a lot easier to dislike an adult, I guess, even if it's still a dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't have any strong negative feelings outside of this movie for Scrappy like I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. Kate, we're at this movie. Talk about Scrappy. We're at this movie. So this so when I was a kid, um like I watched most of the series and everything, but I actually didn't know about Scrappy Doo. Oh. I don't know why. I guess cuz he was mostly just in the movies and I didn't watch the movies. I also don't know how I watched the series and not the movies, but anyway, um, so this was my only introduction to Scooby-Doo, I mean, to Scrappy-Doo, so I remember watching this movie, and I was so pissed that this dog was the monster, because who the fuck even is this dog? And he was really annoying in this movie, so I just had a deep hatred for Scrappy-Doo. Since watching a lot of the older Scooby-Doo movies, I don't hate him as much because he wasn't that bad in those movies. I don't even think he got my LVP for a lot of the times. I think Scooby-Doo sometimes got that. Um, so, you know, my hatred definitely has decreased. However, I still hate him in this movie. He's so, <laughs> so annoying in this movie. Even though he's literally in two scenes, I hate him in this movie. Like, what uh, happened? Based on the things that we watched, it felt very out of character for it did in the minivan Agreed. scene. Like, agreed totally thought, felt like it was out of character but honestly like i think that was also maybe scally can educate us but i feel like that it's kind of like meta commentary because i feel like scrappy was always unpopular even before this movie so then they could have just like they james gunn and the other story uh producers uh like just came through and was like let's just make scrappy the bad guy and like really lean into this yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. I think you're right on the meta commentary where like, oh, you hate him so much. Well, oh, actually he is the villain explicitly and not just in your minds. So I think it's like a funny twist on it, <laughs> even if it um, is not as true to Scrappy, the original character. I think that's fine. 
um, because he was never going to be part of like the main group in the movie anyway. So at least it gets someone that the audience is familiar with on the screen rather exactly. than just like, oh, it was old man Jenkins again. <laughs> like, it, yeah. you know, you get a name that people are familiar with. I like the, I don't, I don't think it was exactly that because I think his name was old man Schmidt or something in the first scene, but I like that they kind of played on that trope that it's like mm. this random old guy. Um, like the writer, James Gunn was clearly a fan of Scooby-Doo and like, yeah, did for a sure, lot of for sure. thinking about it. Uh, but so we get it scrappy. We get his backstory that he was just upset and he wanted to take Scooby's soul because he was angry. Um, that's still his uncle, right? Like, yeah. Uncle Scooby, like this man, they need to uh, Scrappy especially. Like this is a pro therapy, pro counseling podcast. Um, Scrappy, I think you just need to hire a therapist and just like talk out what's bothering you. Um, instead yeah. of trying to control college kids and steal your uncle's soul. Well, I think yeah, I think the line was the thousands of souls he had taken rather than yeah. his one uncle's. No, um, of course, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was um, it, scrappy. I mean, they. I guess if you're going to be a, uh, you know, look at both sides, they left him on the side of the road in the desert. Clearly, they did not have the best relationship with Scrappy. Uh, so I understand the need for a little bit. I, Emma, you know, I'm very petty, so <laughs> I understand yeah. the need for vengeance. But but you would this never go this obviously far. Extreme. Uh, no. Yeah. Like the vengeance, the vengeance. Okay, that's understandable. the The ways he went about it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, how would you get payback in a non horrendous way, like uh, mild pettiness? How would you get payback on Scooby and the Mystery Machine? Oh, see, well, I feel like breaking them up would have been the way to go, but they did that themselves. So I, maybe Scrappy-, Scrappy was behind it. Maybe. he broke them up well he got them back together yeah he's so the reason that they got ideal. back together so maybe scrappy wasn't playing the long game mm, that's fair that's fair yeah but uh we get this uh scrappy ends up becoming a giant dog he kind of looked like the dog from the first harry potter but with one head i always remember that <laughs> image as a kid um but so then they more shenanigans happen daphne reverses the curse um, much like on Ghost Island, and uh, they they oh, and then the the disco ball uh, it spells all the zombies that and ends it, and then uh, the real Emil, Mr. Bean, comes out and he's like, oh my god, this this dog came through applying to be one of the the dwarves, but then he put me in in this cave, like not cave, this trap, like he was he was in jail, prison basically, but. For like he clearly had not showered or shaved in a few years, but he Scrappy fed him, we think. I think it was two years. Was yeah. Death. So yeah, okay, Scrappy definitely fed him then. Because then he would not have been alive. <laughs> really played the long con on this one. Two whole years. Yeah. He Scrappy's <laughs> a strategist. We we have to commend that, even though it's not something I co-signed that he strategized for. He really tried his no. best. But I can respect the hustle at the same yes. time. We're fans I... of strategy games. <laughs> yeah. Who, which of the game would win Big Brother or Survivor? Ooh. Velma. See, I feel like Velma's just pegged as a threat too early is the problem there. Velma's very game body, I feel like. Yeah. Which is the problem. Like, I feel like Daphne is 
especially you know here she's a black belt now so yeah. <laughs> like she's physical she's social and social is really where i rate things more than uh, yeah. strategic sadly i feel like shaggy in this movie could do well but he's also like definitely has the fabio energy but um shaggy in other movies i don't think could win i think daphne from the other movies but in this movie i'd pick scooby um Ooh, i think scooby could win um because i think he's just likable enough that no you i have a hard time seeing anyone not casting a jury vote for scooby-doo um, that's fair you gotta get him voted out before the finals exactly um so everyone celebrates uh scrappy is in jail in the police helicopter fred and daphne kiss Velma takes credit because Fred is going to take credit, but he's actually like, let me give this to the Velmster. And she gets sad. Um, I don't personally, know sad. Well, she, <laughs> she gets touched. like, no, she gets sad before he gives her the credit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Personally, I think it would have been better character beat if Fred was like, actually Velma, without like having to like see her face, but um, whatever, it, it, it works out in the end. And then they celebrate and, and then Scooby and Shaggy have a hot pepper off in the buffet which they've done a few times in the course of these movies that Kate and I have watched. And that's the end of the movie. Any final thoughts on the movie, on the plot? Yes, I had something to mention. Um, and that would be Freddy's wig in the beginning. <laughs> I couldn't believe that I was actually watching that wig and they really thought we would think like it wasn't a wig. That was tragic. They could have yeah. done what do yeah. you think of the costuming in general? In general, it was fine. Daphne's yeah. dress was top tier. Mm-hmm. I would like to own it in a different color. Um, but she looked great. Yeah. I love like the way that they brought them alive. You don't like I did not know Linda Cardellini before this, or really any of the actors, but since have like generally a big fan of all of them um so you don't look at her and necessarily think velma right away but like inhabits the character so well um i like that they stuck to like their color schemes and didn't like update them to like modern um like looks like daphne's in all purple regardless so she has like a purple car waiting for her like that is what i liked that they really did stick to like a lot of the old tropes and like that's why I think it was successful for, you know, a bunch of different ages. Yeah. And like, even when Fred is zombified, he's still wearing white, uh, like mm-hmm. a white tank top and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely noticeable how much care and craft they put into the costume design. Um, any lines that I missed or moments that I missed that you want to hit on? Uh, I definitely think we should touch on like Fred wanting to like when he's in Fred, Daphne's body, he wanted to, he was very excited. And oh, that's what he checked it was. himself out also as himself. He was like, oh, I can see myself naked or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was so funny to me. Yeah. It was so stupid, but it was so funny. I think my favorite line is still the hamburgers, but my favorite moment is the grandma Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't know what my favorite line is necessarily. It would really, like, there's so many that stand out. Melvin Dew always stands out for me, especially yes. when they bring it back the second time. Um, I don't know the like Daphne like opening a can of whoop ass like all this stuff like uh, there's so many funny things. Um, I do have a question about they they spill over all the souls, and like everyone goes back, but we know there's people off this island already. What happens if they're inside and a monster just pops out and they're in a room with a monster off the island? Doesn't seem True. ideal. <laughs> yeah, because because they. So 
all everyone went back as zombies, right? And then when they dumped the jar out, yeah, like the the heads go flying. Mm-hmm. They could go to Paris if someone was in Paris, like all sure. over the world. And if it's nighttime where they are, like, how are they gonna get it? Like, honestly, this was very reckless of them. But also, like, <laughs> they need to have a backup plan for like the people who are not there. Um, also, but could anybody go in the wrong body again? Could they have that issue again? True. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, I was very surprised that the heads couldn't go through the doors. I'm like, you're ghosts. Yeah. Why can't you yeah, go through the door? But then I guess, and then they, then they would have been able to go through the bowl that they were True. sitting. True. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe there was like some special liquid. Yeah, I'm not sure about that knows. liquid. So I'm not um, sure. Hopefully, the news advertised itself or like broadcasted to all different countries in different languages, so they could be like they have a plan and Velma can be like, yeah. So then when I saw the, the demon jump out of me and get exposed to sunlight, so then people can just shine like a flashlight on them or something. I don't know if that works though, because the, the monster was clearly in the well-lit cafeteria um, at night. So who knows? Hopefully, I, I hope everyone survived. Um, I just want to go in the cast quickly, like the main five, uh, Kate's love of her life, Matthew Lillard. All of the loves in my life were in this movie. <laughs> yes, but you've been talking about Matthew Lillard since day yes, one. I do love him. I think he, he was not. phenomenal as Shaggy. Um, I feel like he was a perfect Shaggy. They I were all perfect. perfect. Like, even if they're mm-hmm. on paper, not that, like Scally said, like Linda Cardellini might have been a weird choice, but she embodied the character so well that yeah. even if she might have been like a weird co- choice for like people at the time, I don't know I if it's even- the case. I wouldn't even say she's like a weird choice. It's just like you don't look at her and automatically think Velma where I had like looked at who else had been up for the roles for um Yeah, can you tell us some of this? Hmm? Can you share like any of the Oh, um I'm trying to think. It was like a couple of different like I think like Christina Ricci was up for it. Um maybe like Alyssa Milano was up for Velma uh there were like a lot of names for the different characters they're all out there you can find them I don't remember them all off the top of my head um but I feel like ultimately they had like like Jim Carrey and Mike Myers were both considered for Shaggy um and at one point I think we're both like attached to the role because this was in development for a long time uh I'm very happy that the cast that they got was ultimately what we ended up with because I feel like all five of them are like perfectly cast well i guess the four especially like human characters are and um with emil mondavarius like uh, all of them are yeah. so well suited to their characters and really do bring them to life in a way that uh, i think is difficult to do yeah it's very hard and like like i said even if you might have questioned the decision i think they did such a great job in realizing the roles um with the the characters um just gonna find out uh who played the the isla fisher i think it's isla or yeah. isla maybe i don't know i would say isla, isla fisher i think it's isla writing. fisher she's isla fisher yeah isla fisher? isla fisher i can't remember off the top of my head but she's really famous she's in a bunch of stuff she's a wedding crashers right um she's great she originally actually auditioned for daphne and they liked her so much they cast her for mary jane um so like all the casting was great uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr., who's in a lot of horror movies, apparently, like The Return of okay. the Living Dead. Who is? Uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Who he you play? Oh. Um, yeah, he's in 
in a few things, like a few horror movies he has here. Um, also Blue Mountain State. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Scott Innes voice Scrappy-Doo, uh, Neil Fanning as the voice of Scooby-Doo. Um, and yeah, so uh, some other people that are like not as well known. Frank Welker, who in the past as voice Fred was the voice of the creatures. And then Sugar Ray, I forgot to mention, Sugar Ray is in here. I was like, that's Mark McGrath. Yeah. Other fame. <laughs> Wild. Um, this was, I think, my introduction to Sugar Ray as a kid. If I'm, maybe I like heard one song, but like didn't know who they were really. Uh, great guest spot. I think the soundtrack overall, super iconic. Yeah. Uh, I love many, many of the songs that were used, like perfectly placed in the movie. So loved that. And uh, even you yeah. get Sugar Ray as a zombie. So we're good. Yeah. And also uh, Nicholas. Hope and Pamela Anderson, as we mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. even with the music, like there were even just like small moments where they were doing things. And then you could hear like different versions of Scooby-Doo, where are you in the background? Like there was like mm-hmm. this like um, island version uh, that I really liked when Scooby uh, was getting the phone call to go find the hamburgers. So yeah, I just all around great movie. This was the last movie that William Hanna served as an EP on before his untimely death in March 22nd, 2001. Uh, this this premiered in June fourteenth, two thousand one. That's that's the timeline of this all. So yeah. Um, oh, and Shaggy also performed a version of the Scooby Doo Where Are You theme, as well as MXPX. Um, so let's get to some questions, unless anyone has more things to add. Um, I have something to add. Yes. That man, William Hanna, he got married. In 1936, that uh-huh. is so long ago. He was married till he died in 19 in 2001. What's so that? he was 65 he was years, 80 something, right? He was 90. 90. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you for creating Scooby Doo. Five years is a, lot, is a hell of a lot right. of years. Yeah. That was all. Um. So let's get to some questions. Unless Kelly has one more thing to add. Not nope. that I can okay. think of off the top of my if I if I do I'll uh, bring yeah. it up later. Jump in always. <laughs> um like the Corbin Blue movie. Uh <laughs> Connor Ho wants to ask, uh, what did you think of the casting choices? Is there anyone you would have rather seen? I think this casting choices, like we've discussed just now, like I think they worked perfectly, like even if they're like weird. Um like for those who like read the the trades and were like, ooh, like why is this person playing this person? I think it worked out. I think Matthew Lillard especially stood out. Um, he really embodied Shaggy. And I think he's now the current voice of Shaggy, if I'm not mistaken, because he was like that iconic. Up until recently. I don't know yeah, that they had a great Scoob. parting. Scoob. Oh no. The whole thing that they were all replaced for Scoob. But um, I think the cast was perfect. Um, when I was four, I had no idea who the hell these people were. But now that I am 22, I know and love all of four of these big actors. Um, mm-hmm. So I am very happy with the casting. And honestly, yeah. I'm in love with Matthew Lillard. But let's not forget, <laughs> I am also in love with Sarah Michelle Geller and Linda Cardellini. So no Freddie Prince Jr. He's fine. He's cute. But he's the I, only person that I feel like I like. I'm not a Buffy guy. I never have been. Definitely don't intend to start now, honestly. But um, he's uh, so cute, but. But like, but like Matthew Lillard. Yeah. So like Matthew Lillard over, yeah. over, over Freddie Prince Jr. But like but Freddie Prince Jr. I know from he's the manny that Ross has internal, uh, like, some misogyny towards, uh, like, 
during the Friends episode when they're hiring a, a nanny and he's the nanny. Um, but uh, then Lindsay Bebo doesn't have a question. She just has comments. Uh, to be honest, I'm upset that Velma didn't up, end up with that guy. And now that um, I know more of the story, I am not as upset as I was when I first read Lindsay's comment. Yeah. And then uh, Lindsay also says, I don't think a movie has ever been more perfectly casted. Um, question. Who do we think would play modern versions of the roles? Like if, <sighs> if they had to make, if they made this 20 years later, like what are the stars that are it's attached? so hard because one, I watched so few movies recently, <laughs> but also I'm just like not generally good. Like I said, uh, Linda Cardellini, not someone I would look at for Velma, not to pick on her over and over, but like plays absolutely awesome. And uh, I don't know, knowing casting a lot recently, like it would be like Dixie D'Amelio playing Velma. Huh. And <laughs> like, that's the direction that I'm scared we'll go in at some point. So, I'm not okay with that. But I did, you know. the first, one of the first things I thought was like the guy who plays EJ in High School Musical, the musical series as Fred. Um, okay. I definitely could see them going in that direction. I was like, is Olivia Rodrigo too young to play? it's like because i feel like she might she might still be like high school yeah mm-hmm. in that high school demo and even though they they try to say that these kids are like seniors in high school no way they're like recent college grads at best yeah um, i don't know what age they're supposed to be in this especially well velma's working for nasa so i don't know that they're in high school at this point oh definitely not i don't want to touch touching space things um and then last question from the aforementioned naomi calhoun in general, who is giving the most perfect performance in this movie? Uh, Matthew Lillard. I think so too. I don't know if Scally has a disagreeing take. I think that is probably true. It's so hard. I really think that all of them are so good um, in their role. Uh, I think that I don't know. It's so hard to pick in terms of who is like doing necessarily like the worst. That is such a hard choice. Um, so yeah, I'm going to abstain. I really, yeah. all four of them, I think really. I think yeah. they are. I think my biggest qualms with the performances is that Daphne and Fred were like, they, they were adapted for the live action. Um, but, uh, and Velma even, like, I feel like Velma was a little less nerdy, which was, I appreciate it. I like that they, they didn't just rely on that one note character trait of hers, but I feel like Fred and Daphne were a little more differentiated than the recent movies that we saw. But uh, I appreciated that, like they made it their own. And, um, but I think Velma, Linda Cardellini, like even the voice, I was like, damn, she's doing a good Velma voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did want to highlight that, but obviously Matthew Lillard is um, my choice, but also Scooby-Doo, but that's like not the same as that. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to update the culprit game document right now because obviously uh, we have things going on. So we're not going to do it. Everyone remembered it was scrappy. So, Scally, you get a point for the guests. Nice. Good job. Um, and then Kate and I each get a point for Scrappy. Um, see, we're all winners here. Love that. Love that. You didn't update my score, so I updated my score. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you left me at an eight. I was, I was trying to keep my lead. I'm sorry. Um, so let's do some MVPs and LVPs. I already put mine in the document that Kate. Yeah, but I think we need to discuss the LVP. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Ooh. go ahead. So in my LVP, I had put Scrappy ahead of time, and I think that's what we need to discuss, right, Kate? I do. I because I know that generally he does count as as one of the options, and I I do know that in some movies we have allowed 
so like for the first one scooby goes hollywood the other i think somebody wasn't in the movie but like but like like velma and fred or whoever were in for like five seconds so we allowed them to be an option even though neither of us picked them um but does scrappy count yes do we let him count that's 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 what i was thinking too because i had a backup but no, I, I have my backup because I also think Scrappy, but like, I feel like he shouldn't count in this one. Yeah. But I'm fully willing to listen to if you felt the opposite way. I'm, I'm open. I don't have a strong opinion. Scally, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, it's tough. I, I don't know that I can really pick any which direction, especially like if you guys are counting Scrappy-Doo in other media that Scrappy shows up in, then like, cool, count it. But uh, it's it, the main five, I think all, like I said to you, uh, I don't know. I always said, I was like, I don't know how interesting it's going to be for me to just come in and be like, this movie's fantastic. There's no flaws over and over and over. But like, that's especially how I feel about most of, uh, you know, the almost every acting decision by these actors like very very satisfied overall so here's what i'm thinking at least and then we can like change this when we reconvene for our next movie and we can like respond to any feedback people have um but i'm thinking we say who our backup is but in the lvp column we give it to scrappy if like that's where we all agree upon and then we can always adjust it like okay, so who we, would be, or we write in Scrappy, but we just announce who who we would have chosen as our pick. Yeah. Scrappy, okay. Or we can do two LVPs for this movie. Also, is that like one to Scrappy, or I don't know. I, I like the first way I mentioned more because it's like I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Okay, we can like also discuss offline and then like figure it out and adjust this for. Yeah, no, I like that one. I I'm good to write Scrappy because I would also give it to Scrappy. Yeah, but my have... backup would have been Fred. Oh, me too. It was definitely. Well, I'm not Fred. shocked by you because you you're a Fred hater. Yeah, but but, okay, but but like, hear me out. Hear me out. Scooby was funny. Shaggy is incredible. He was amazing. He was funny. He pushed the plot along. He was like he was everything Velma is super smart she's super cool she's super pretty I love her she helps everything Daphne is beautiful she's cool she is a fighter she became a black belt like we love her what did Fred do see honestly um the main reasons why I picked Fred it was between Daphne and Fred for most of the movie but then Daphne was at the end with um the like she saved the day essentially like she was the reason that everything happened at the end because she was the one who scaled it and um also i didn't i thought fred was being a little creepy with he was like i can look at myself at the mirror so i was like i'm gonna give you a, like a little point there <laughs> one demerit yeah um scally who would you be your backup if it's not scrappy or are you picking scrappy as your main pick yeah no it would be scrappy just because uh the you know lack of screen time really hurts him here i feel like the others are all um embodying their characters a lot better obviously he um has to work with what's written for him but it is not like we've said before it's not true to the scrappy that i knew at least so gonna give it to scrappy it's really tough to give the backup um hmm. I'm I'm sad. I feel like Fred usually is like the LVP in terms yeah. of I've most been a Fred defender. Opinion. Don't worry. I enjoy him and I do like him in this movie, but I feel like they didn't really give him a huge like a lot to do here. Um I think he's good, but 
he gets you know he can't keep up with the dance moves uh, so that is a problem ultimately exposing them with the ritual so i guess you have to go fred but uh, it's hard i don't like it (laughs) yeah um let's think more positively let's change our mindset mvps i'm ready to go if anyone is not can you guess it yours is velma no it's shaggy yes okay yeah i thought so Okay. She usually goes for Velma. Velma was a second choice. Daphne, although I liked her, I, I more liked her than I disliked her in this movie, but she was so not Daphne to me. I feel like they overplayed her, the characteristics, you know, some of those characteristics, they just overplayed it sometimes and she kind of came off a bit like, I don't know what the word is, kind of like snotty sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. She just, they just like overplayed her yeah, I don't know. I feel like they've she's been written better in other movies. Yeah. So for me, the reason I gave Shaggy my MVP is because I think he was the most instrumental in getting shit done. Like he found the he was the la- he was the only one to not get zombified or have his soul detached by the bad guys. He had his soul detached because of the the Damon Ritus, but that that was not his fault. Um, he clearly he got the gang back together at the end he was like we need to do this like they obviously would have done it but I think he his speech sold them and I just think besides the fact that he got a lot of things done he was also like either the funniest or the second funniest depending on your mileage um in this movie and I think he best embodied the the character of Shaggy from the the show and made it he made Shaggy the most likable Shaggy's been to me not that he hasn't been likable okay. in the past, but I think he really made Shaggy likable here. Yes. Um, Scally, what about you? Are you okay. seeing Shaggy or are you seeing someone else? So I am biased. Of course. But I'm going Daphne. I'm a big Daphne stan. Uh, you can say bratty. I say iconic. Like, it's fine. <laughs> She's a queen and she knows it. So she knows what she deserves. She deserves seven carry-on bags and that's fine. Like, I laugh at her jokes uh she ultimately defeats the wrestler at the end saving the day uh like i I am a fan of this adaptation of daphne while i don't know that it is um like as true to the character uh in the show as like some of the others i also feel like the character of daphne in the show gets slightly less characterization than some of the other people at least as obvious characterization as like you know fred the leader velma like the smart one with the plan shaggy the goofy one and then daphne is like pretty in in terms of if you ask most people um that had like grown up with scooby-doo so i enjoy her take on the character and again i'm biased i'm going daphne no and of course like i I am a big daphne stan as well especially from the cartoons Uh, i just felt like shaggy i did not expect to be so sold on shaggy after this movie but we stand a bias king and because of <laughs> your your point, you have now given Daphne her first MVP point for the guests. And now only Scooby and Fred have not gotten any MVP points. Scrappy has gotten an MVP point in the past oh. from a guest. But I want to mention, I'm also biased for Daphne generally, and I will just give her my MVP point because I love her. Oh, that happened <laughs> in the cyber chase. Stephanie really didn't do much and Kate, yeah, like, I, I just love her so much. I literally she's love her. She's iconic in the Cyberchase oh, movie. I don't care. <laughs> I think she's very funny. I just felt like this one was so out of character for me, but I still love her. I yes. still love her. We love that. 
Um, Scally, can I assume that for the scores, you're giving this a perfect five? Yeah, I'm going perfect five. Uh, like I've said, I can watch this a hundred times and still enjoy every single line. So uh, I, I'm glad to see that while it is not a like, perfect movie if i'm if like some critic is reviewing the movie i don't care <laughs> like yeah. that's not why i'm watching i'm watching to enjoy and it accomplishes why i want to watch it so no. i'm good with a five no uh i am also giving this a five this is the most fun i had and as much as i tried to convince myself to give cyber chase a five there were more moments that there was like a, a like 10 minutes when they were doing the the boardwalk stuff than that one that i kind of like zoned out excuse me for a bit and then that's just i think i have to give this a five then and have to knock it down to 4.75 so just adjusting those ratings because i just had so much fun watching this movie i don't care i will watch it again tonight if i have to because i just had that much fun so kate be the simon cowell for us here because you're I, gonna i'm sorry it. i it wasn't like it was a bad movie i just feel like i remember it so highly as a kid and just watching it now I didn't love it as much um I don't think it should be in the fours but I don't think it should be in like the twos or anything like that I was debating between a 3.5 and 3.75 I'm leaning towards a 3.5 but I'm literally in love with Matthew Lillard so I think that he he pushes it to the 3.75 okay thank you for at least recognizing that (laughs) that does mean still this is the number one movie with the with an average of 4.58 oh wow uh, so that's our highest island. movie yes it beat zombie island which has a 4.43 oh. uh 4.44 which also i think great, but that one also had four people scoring so i don't know if that okay. might change the average because if we just had sarah maybe it would have been different let me just see that 4.35 no we, it okay perfect we're still in the lead but scally nice. you just you just podcasted on our highest rated movie so far how do you feel i'm honored this is uh, like i've said it's uh, i've dropped this take multiple places where like this is in top five to ten movies for me in terms of like what i'm going to revisit the most and uh very thank you guys for inviting me uh i love the movie overall very excited to have gotten the chance to talk about it yes i'm so glad we can make this work because we both have podcasting schedules plus co-hosts that are busy as well um but i'm so glad you accepted the invite i'm so glad you were on renat match game and it it announced that because i didn't i am obviously a fan of all your work but for some reason (laughs) i i was unaware of this love of the scooby-doo franchise yeah i had dropped it on a puya stream most recently before that i think and i i watch a lot of puya streams but obviously it's impossible to keep up with all of them um there's a lot of uh people streaming in the community now so (laughs) shout out to all of them uh and especially kirsten who you most uh, are a most frequent guest on um which is going to lead me to plugs do you want to have anything to plug scally as our guest all right. So let me first, uh, like you've said, was on Renap most recently. We played the match game. I was one of the panelists giving the matches. So that was a ton of fun. 
um, had great panel overall, you know, luckily I was able to join five people way funnier than me. So that was great. Um, and then I was, uh, what else have I done recently besides, well, we'll jump right into, we're covering the challenge over on the Dom and Colin podcast with Matt Ligori. Uh, it's been a fun season, definitely fun to talk about, uh, despite last night's episode being a bit of a downer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overall, um, definitely fun to talk about the challenge over there. And then, um, popping up on Twitch streams wherever, uh, but you can find anything that I'm doing over on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Great follow, especially if you're watching Big Brother Canada this season, <laughs> um, Big, any reality TV in general, Scally has some phenomenal tweets. I still go back to the one that had me sent um, during Big Brother 21 when Tommy was in a rocket costume and you, you tweeted, uh, this makes me think of something, but I can't quite put Nick's foot on it. And I was howling. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if I'm proud, <laughs> but it's something. <laughs> a great twitter follow highly recommend and yeah you'll be popping up on twitch streams so uh just subscribe to all the twitch channels and you'll never miss galley whenever he's there there we go um and also i want to give a shout out to your episode one of my favorite glee episodes that ever aired plus one of my favorite choir room episodes was the one that you did on uh blame it on the alcohol or whatever it's i called. agree uh, great episode so, with a little bit of problems but very overall, problematic definitely. but you discussed that all yeah um, so people should check out the choir room for sure though Yes. Uh, Catherine, do you yes. have any plugs? Um, of course. I have my Twitter, as always, uh, tears you apart. I have my Instagram, kaz.z. Don't say it, Felipe. I can say it at least. It's kaz.z for my Canadian listeners. And um, uh, oh, LinkedIn. Feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, we love a professional queen, and it's so, so excited. Funny. Do you do you have a date set for your move to LA to go work on Barry? So yes and no. I don't have a date that I full officially start the job yet. Um, she wanted me to start early, early mid mid March. Sorry, mid March, but I think it's gonna be either late March or early April. Um, I have to be out there by April 1st based on when my Airbnb is booked, but I'm going to go a couple days early to stay with Allie. So I'm probably going to leave like March 26th. I think it's a Friday. Okay. Um, yeah. So late March, I'll be moving. A professional woman making moves. And then is your car staying in Connecticut or are you? My This car is, it just like, it gets, it's really, it's just old. It always needs work. It's really bad gas mileage. So we just figured that it wouldn't be the best option. I'm probably going to lease a car while I'm out there um just a smaller car like a newer car so that I don't have to worry about like getting dealing with dealing with issues something with better gas mileage because gas is so expensive out there yeah um Ralph's rewards program yes I miss Ralph's so much I miss it I can't wait to be back to Ralph's yeah no I can't wait until I can get back out there um in terms of me, you can follow the Brazilian Dragon on social media at Brazil Dragon Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, and then you can follow my other podcast, What You Doing Pod, on Twitter. And we're talking Phineas and Ferb. Open invitation for you, Scally, if you ever want to come talk about Phineas and Ferb. Ooh, I'll have to um, pick out an episode. Yes, Kate has been on there. Kate is also welcome back anytime. 
so we just did an episode with the aforementioned Naomi. We talked about It's About Time. Very wild episode. If you enjoy shenanigans, that's a great episode for you to listen. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow my main What the Fleep on Twitter and on TikTok. And uh, am I, oh, I was on the Avatar, the Ing in Their podcast uh, on Post Recaps this week, talking about Zuko alone. And Mike White was robbed that was on last week as well. So that's Ooh. still relevant. So, and that one I talked about how Abby Maria is an underrated player of Survivor and not just a great character. Um, and so, yeah, so check me out, follow me. Well, I'm, I'm doing things. Um, Otherwise, does anyone have any final thoughts on Scooby-Doo, life? No? Okay, no. well. Just everyone should go watch this movie. Even if you did right before this podcast, go watch it again. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. Um, yeah, and with that, we'll be back next time for Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, the return of the Hex Girls. So that means we have to bring back Aaron Callahan, our number one Hex Girl stan. Although I don't know, maybe Scally could duke her out for the crown because I know Scally loves the Heads Girls. So. <laughs> but until next time, everyone, bye. <laughs>